going to just dial it down a little bit because I get to that bit where I always sing. <laughs> so I'm just going to say hello, good evening, welcome. This is not David Frost, this is Denise and you've got a very warm welcome because it is absolutely freezing out there. A very warm welcome to the lovely Happy Classic show here on Sid Valley Radio. So what have I got for you tonight? I've got all sorts really, the, all, all the usual, <laughs> starting lively but not too lively tonight. Do you know I've worked out that I spend a lot of my time um, towards the end of the show pulling out bits and pieces because I've been doing far too much chat at the beginning and halfway through the show. So what I've decided tonight is just to, to do three lively ones at the beginning and sort of really major on the quieter ones at the end, not least because I don't know about you, but I'm a, I'm a, I've had a really, I don't know what's going on with the weather, it's circadian rhythms or something, but my, my sleep pattern's been completely shot. And uh, right this moment, maybe it's because I'm cold, I feel like curling up somewhere warm and just zizzing quietly away. But I'm sure after this piece, for all of you organ music lovers out there, I shall be feeling a whole lot livelier.
Wow, Vidor's Toccata. That was the BBC Concert Orchestra version, although that's what it says in brackets, but then it says Royal Philharmonic Orchestra underneath it. So I don't know. You can make up your own mind. But what it doesn't do is tell you who the organist was. I'm going to say William McVicker because he's, he's the only one I know. Although my friend Brenda Richards, sorry Brenda if you're listening, I've just given you a surname as well. She plays the organ and also we've got the lovely Andy Benoit who's uh, of this parish who is a wonderful organ player. How do we know Andy? Because he is the guy who plays the organ and the piano for the wonderful, the amazing, the outstandingly fantastic Sidmouth Choral Society. <laughs> Go on, admit it, you knew I was going to say that. And a bit more about the Choral Society a bit later, but I've got a little treat for you now because we've got some Beethoven, the first of our Holy Trinity, uh, making it in number two today. I sound a bit like um, the lovely Gavin, don't I? He does his countdown, but I'm, I'm always a bit disappointed when he does his cowboy show countdown that he doesn't use that tune at the sign of the swinging symbol. You know, the one, da, 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 da. He doesn't do that. But that's okay. I can do it here. Straight in at number two. <laughs> Beethoven, symphony number seven, the third movement. This is lively. Thank you. 
Well, was that lively enough for you? <laughs> I think it probably was, don't you think? I don't know. It's all a bit wonderful, isn't it, Beethoven? You can't, you can't go wrong with a bit of uh, Ludwig first thing in the show or second thing in the show. So here we are with the third thing in the show. Now, it's interesting because I have, um, I just wanted to try and work out. I'm just trying to, I'm just messing around here on my, on my, on my little, little um, iPad because I'm just trying to work out how many, how many Thursdays I've got in December because I'm, I'm sort of being a bit naughty tonight. There's much, much talking butter. One, two, three. Mm, yeah, see, I've, I've worked it out. I was right. There are only three Thursdays in December. And for the last few years, I've had four, which means that each week I can sort of ramp up the number of um, Christmas songs in there. <laughs> Okay, so we're not quite there yet. And normally I, I absolutely do kick Christmas into December because much as I love it and regular listeners at my show will know that I start planning Christmas on Boxing Day the year before. <laughs> but not today. Oh, I should just mention that lovely bit of Beethoven was played by the Berlin Philharmonic with Kirill Petrenko in charge. So going back to the Christmas thing. <laughs> oh dear, I'm very naughty. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a couple of little Christmas things in tonight because, you know, because why not? Because we're nearly there. And by the way, it is freezing out there. And it's been snowing. So, I mean, it didn't settle, which is a shame because I like a bit of snow. Uh, until it goes all slushy and horrible, then I don't like the snow. But hey, when it's down and lovely and looking beautiful and white, I like the snow. Anyway, so I'm going to play, play this bit. And if you didn't know it, you just think it was a lively piece of music. But, of course, I always play this. It's one of, my, one of the first things I play every, every December on my show. And she's, I know what you're thinking, for those of you that have been with me a long time, she's going to do it. She's going to play. She's going to play, isn't she? Joseph Farlock, isn't she? By Bach. Yes, she is. Here it is. Thank you. 
Good grief, I love that piece of music. <laughs> but you're singing along. There's that bit you hear that the cannon, so I think it's the, the, the bass is coming, then the, the, the tenor's coming, and then the alt is, and then the, the sopranos. It's just a brilliant sort of, it just builds up just that, that those few chords and bars. Absolutely just brilliant. I th- I've sung it once and I wish I could sing it again. It's just a fantastic piece of music. Just for Lockett, for the first day of Christmas, which isn't really particularly, but uh, we'll pretend that it is. And that was the Monteverdi Choir doing a brilliant job, nearly as good as the Sidmouth Choral Society. John Elliott Gardner was conducting and the English Brock soloists were backing them all up. Now, so let's talk about uh, Sidmouth Choral Society. Why, why, why don't you, Denise? Because you never, ever do. <laughs> she lied. So... It's not long now before our lovely, I can't call it a concert because we had to cancel our concert because sadly we, we found ourselves without a musical director halfway through the term. But we've uh, engaged the services of David Davis, who if you want to go and look on the internet and find out just how wonderful David Davis is, he's brilliant. and He's been looking after us all month and we've got the lovely newcomer to Sidmouth, Richard uh, Burdett, who's going to actually conduct us on the day. So uh, all we're going to be doing is singing carols. And um, we would love you to join us. So do, do, do either pick up tickets at Paragon Books or turn up at the parish church at four o'clock on Saturday the 9th. Um, If you want to listen to a freebie, (laughs) we're rehearsing in there from about 11 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So if you want to come and have a listen to me before you shell out your fiver. Just come and have a listen and see whether you think we're worth it. We had a bit of a laugh last night, you know, David was trying to get the best out of us. He was going, Let's just make this worth the fiver that, you know, people are going to be paying. And to be fair, he said, I'd have paid more than a fiver for that, which is just as well, really, isn't it? But um, if you've got any youngsters, they can come for free. So if you've got anybody under 16, uh, it's going to be great because we're going to have all the usual stuff like Away in a Manger and Silent Night. The kids will love that. And we've got some, um, got some lovely uh, other stuff. One or two things that you won't know. Most of it you will know. And a tune to play you out which I can guarantee you'll still be humming the next day. You may know it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to, I'm not going to um, telegraph it here. But uh, do come along. It's going to be such a lovely, joyous event. Just lots and lots of carols. We've never done it before as a choral society. We normally do a piece of work, um, but we're not doing that. As I say, this time we're just going to do carols that we all love and that you will love as well. So do do do. Uh, fork out your fiver, come along. Uh, there's a, there's a refreshments there as well, mince pie and uh, some juice as well. We, we can't do wine, sadly, and we don't have the facilities to do a cup of tea, which was what I'd, I'd prefer. <laughs> but never mind. So you get your mince pie and refreshments thrown in, so for your fiver, so it's well worth every penny. So we're expecting a packed house. So we've already sold loads of tickets, but we'll always, always squeeze you in, and you'll just have the best time. And as mentioned before about uh, organists and our lovely accompanist, Andy Benoit, who has worked incredibly hard. To be fair, Andy held the choir together for the interim after we lost our uh, MD until David uh, came to the rescue. And Andy's done a fantastic job holding it all together. And he'll be there on the night and he's got a couple of organ solos. You're going to love those. So, and he's going to be playing some very nice music as you come in as well. So it'll just be a lovely atmospheric afternoon, late afternoon, early evening. Just fantastic. And you'll be home in time for your tea. So what have I got now for you? Oh, yes, I've got a couple of things in from the, is it two or three things from the movies? Uh, looks like, two, oh, no, three. I've got three in from the movies. And this is the first one. So this is a, this is a great film, Imitation Games. Did you see that with um, with your man, Benedict Cumberbatch? You'd think that he made that name up. I don't know if it's his real name. But if he made it up, it's a good one, isn't it? But here we go. Alexander Dupla. Uh, it's his piece of music, and he's actually conducting the LSO, the London Symphony Orchestra. Only two and a half minutes, but it's great stuff. 
it's very atmospheric, isn't it? So brilliant film there about um, Bletchley Park and the uh, and the breaking of the Enigma Code, of course. Amazing, amazing achievement by those people who for, for many, many years never told anybody what they'd done because they were bound by the Official Secrets Act, weren't they? And uh, people lived and died and never knew that their grandmother, grandfather, anybody else, their great aunt had been involved in that amazing stuff. Hey-ho, what have we got now? Um, oh, got a bit of handle. Concerto Grosso in A Major. <laughs> For some strange reason, I've got this on my playlist as Concerto Rosso, but that means red, doesn't it, in Italian? It's not that. Anyway, here we go. It's, uh, it's a great piece of music. This is the fifth movement from that Ace Oratorio. Thank you. 
Slava Chamber Orchestra, Pavel Bagin, I wonder if he's a friend of Frodo, um, was conducting. And that was Handel's Concerto Grosso in A major. Another piece of music from the movies. Before I do that, I ought to let you know, because <laughs> I haven't done it yet, we're already 40 minutes through the show. My apologies. You can get in touch, you know. You can text me 07565 or email me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk or go on our website, click on the little box and send me a message if you want. And if you want to do a, a quick Christmas one, you can make a request and I can say to the boss, but look, they, they, they asked me to play it <laughs> and do that sort of innocent look that I can't do at all, to be, to be honest. And the boss has just come in, so he's, um, he's in, left his little doggy here and then disappeared out again. So he'll be back in a minute so I can misbehave for maybe the next five or ten minutes and then it'll be all over. Shame. In the meantime... A very short piece of music from the movies now, and this is a piece of piano music. And you know what, folks? I I think I played this only a couple of weeks ago, but I was looking on my backlist to see um, if I have because I have this um, this sort of like a little rolodex of what I've played and when I've played it. And maybe I lined up and didn't play it, but I could have sworn I played this recently. You know this one? It's lovely.
sudden end there. That's uh, the wonderful Michael Nyman playing his own composition, The Heart Asks Pleasure First, from the film The Piano. Gosh, that's 20 years old, that film, oh my word. Doesn't seem like five minutes, does it, folks? What have I got now? Uh, serenade. We talk about something else before I play you a serenade. What do you want to talk about? Boss has just turned up. The dog's here. It's freezing cold outside. Actually, you know what? I, I I could not get warm today. I made the fatal mistake of, because uh, this is not my day job, as I, as I often say. And I make the fatal mistake of sitting down this afternoon because I was in the middle of, of, of writing up something that was pretty hefty. So sometimes I've just got to sit down because I've got this stand-up desk, which I, I do enjoy standing up to, to, to work. And when I've sort of got bits and pieces going on, it's great. But when I'm sort of getting into the weeds of something, I've just got to sit down and just get stuck in. So, and I did this. But it, it was sort of mid to late afternoon and it took longer than I thought, by which time the heating had gone off. And because I was so sort of... Absorbed. Have you ever been there when you just whatever's going on around you, you are oblivious. And uh, so by the time I sort of came out of whatever it was that I was doing, I realised that I've been sitting and the heating had been off for an hour. And of course, the temperature is bitter out there today. And and I, I work in quite an old building, so I've got a, I've got a bit of double glazing, but not a lot. But I've got blinds, you know, insulated blinds that I put down, which I had. Regardless, I was frozen in time. <laughs> I was sitting there absolutely freezing. So I went and I walked home because it's not far from my office to, to the house. So I walked. <laughs> Thank God the heating was on. But even so, you know, when you're that cold, you just know you're going to have to immerse yourself either in a hot bath or wrap yourself in an electric blanket, which is precisely what I did. Not at the same time. I, did, I didn't get in the warm bath, but I did run upstairs and get my uh, electric blanket, which my adorable eldest son, Richard bought for me last Christmas one of the best presents I've ever had just wonderful and I just wrapped myself up in the blankie had some soup <laughs> trying to warm myself from the inside and the out because uh, I've said before I'm not, I'm not very big and I think one, when you're quite, quite small if you don't put your layers on and I, I, and I have several on now <laughs> looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy um, if you don't if you don't put some layers on it's very easy when you you're not very hefty to uh, to lose a lot of body heat very very quickly <laughs> Anyway, I'm okay now. It's quite cosy in here and I did put my thickest fleece on. So I've actually got the sleeves pushed up now because I'm actually quite warm and I've unzipped the neck. So and I've removed my scarf. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going to go, folks. I'm not this is not a strip tee show. I'm not going to say that I'm taking anything else off just the scarf and pushing my sleeves up. That's as far as it's going, I'm afraid. Good job it's not on the telly, this, isn't it? Because I had to put people off your show. Oh, dear, 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 dear. I don't, where are we? Uh, yes, Academy of St. Martin of Fields with a serenade for strings.
just so delightful such a lovely waltz isn't it Tchaikovsky's serenade for strings there and um it's you can always tell a waltz can't you if you've been listening to it I've said it before many a time you're just sitting there listening to it and you're sort of drifting away and then you find yourself gently swaying from side to side which I did the Academy of St Martin the Fields there as I mentioned under the lovely Sir Neville Mariner I just think that's delightful well it is isn't it and let's stay with the delight shall we don't sit down just yet because we've got um We've got something from the ballet, um, the lovely Pavlova, the Gavotte Pavlova. And it's nothing to do with meringue, of course. It's everything to do with that beautiful ballerina. And this is just delightful. So stay on your feet just a little bit longer.
probably about to go on and do something else. You can't do that. That was the end of it. <laughs> Paul Linker's lovely Gavotte Pavlova, the London Symphony Orchestra there under Richard Bonning. I think we've had the LSO already tonight, haven't we? They get everywhere, don't they, those guys? Anyway, it's interesting because you could hear that. You could hear the ballet sort of vibe in that piece of music. And I had a really interesting night on Tuesday night as I went to see um, Extra Phoenix were putting on a uh, uh, the Red Shoes. Do you remember that ballet film? based on Hans Christian Andersen's um, story. And it's a 19... I think it was shot in 1947-48, and it's doing good. So I remember reading about this in one of the Sunday supplements recently about the Red Shoes and how it's sort of being um, spread around the country at the moment as and special viewings in, in various places. And there's a young lady who's written a book about it. She's actually a film historian. Who knew there was such a thing? Well, obviously she did, because she is one. And she was there in the cathedral in Exeter on Tuesday night, and she was talking through um, the background of the film. And I don't know if you've ever seen The Red Shoes. I remember watching it about a million years ago when I was uh, quite young and in the days when we only had a black and white telly. <laughs> but, of course, here it was in glorious Technicolor and the first time I've seen it in colour. And it's a very, very evocative film, isn't it? And actually quite grim at times. But there's a marvellous 17-minute ballet sequence in there. I would have liked to have been a ballet dancer myself when I was younger, but just uh, the opportunity never arose. But... Um, you have to say, it's a, it's a stunning film. I mean, it is of its time. You've got to sort of think, OK, it's of its time. So, you know, there's, there's no special effects in there. or There are some special effects in there, but they're a bit sort of, they're not your CGI, but still very well done for the time. And um, and the acting is, is, the act, is what the acting is, but you have to just sort of put yourself in there. And I didn't realise that the, um, the, the two producers, Powell and Pressburger, uh, these two chaps that met and got together and collaborated on this on this uh, particular film, they actually had some sort of a cult following. I didn't know that. And I do remember also watching a film many years ago called Black Narcissus, which is also a classic film. It's about um, a group of nuns in the Himalayas, isn't it? And they get driven bananas by the wind. And... Um, so, and I've seen that one a couple of times, actually, generally on a Saturday afternoon when there's nothing else on the telly, and not, not in recent years, because I, I hardly ever watch TV these days, but we are talking, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and I watched it. But that was another Powell and Pressburger film from the 40s. So atmospheric. I think it was Diane, what's her name in there? Not Diane, oh, they'll come to me in a minute. Anyway, brilliant film, Black Narcissus, and The, the Red Shoes, also very, very evocative. So, um you have obviously missed the opportunity to see it uh, on the big screen um, in in uh, the cathedral on Tuesday, but it was a it was a packed house. Well, the the place was full. Obviously, people had decided this was the thing to see, and it was very very good. And not not least because once we'd had the the background from the young lady who's I should have got her name. What a shame for me that I didn't get her name. Um, once we'd had the the background, she'd given us a speech about the film and uh, Powell and Pressburger. It was really the more that you watched it, you were set up for what was coming. And so as you were seeing things, you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's what was, the, what was going on there. And absolutely amazing stuff, really. So so going back to it, I've gone off on my little ballet vibe, but that was because that was because of, um, yeah, the Gavot Pavlova. Sorry about that, folks. But if you do get a chance to see The Red Shoes or any of these classic films when they come on at the Phoenix or wherever else, the Playhouse sometimes does them as well, doesn't it, in Exeter? Do go along. It's, it's always very wonderful. So a bit more, a bit more from the movies now. I think this is my last piece from the movies. I do believe it is. Uh, I did have this one lined up last week, but didn't get to play it. 
And um, so I'm going to play it now. <laughs> well, why not? And it's a brilliant, I love this piece of music. I did, when I was playing my piano, I used to try and play it, but it's just such a good piece. I never got anywhere near how good uh, Patrick Dorr would have liked anyone to play it. But here it is, my father's favourite. No, no, not my father's favourite. That's the name of the piece of music from the wonderful film Sense and Sensibility.
Oh, that's just absolutely delightful, isn't it? And I can't even tell you who the pianist is because it says my father's favourite open brackets instrumental and they give you the name of five five gentlemen, Tony Hymas, Robert Ziegler, Jonathan um, Snowden, uh, Robert Hill and, hang on a second, I'll tell you the last guy. Come to him in a minute. Uh, Richard Morgan. So I didn't, I don't know who played what there. <laughs> But didn't, well, whoever, whatever they played, didn't they do a lovely job? It's a great piece of music, that, isn't it? Something a bit whimsical now. I like a bit of whimsy. And uh, this is another one from the ballet, but this is not one where you're going to be doing your twinkle toes thing because you need to put a pair of wooden shoes on. bit of fun that isn't it la fille malgarde just wonderful stuff uh the orchestra of the royal opera house covent garden don't you know <laughs> how very posh is that 
And the guy that was conducting those was John Lanchbury. So who was, I don't know, I've, 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 to my shame, I should have remembered who it was that, who, who wrote that. Um, oh, yes, Harold, Ferdinand Harold, Harold, Herald, sorry, Ferdinand, that's the guy, him. My, uh, my apologies to Ferdinand for not getting his name straight out there. What have I got for you now? So, we're going to have a little, another little nod to Christmas. Now, to be fair, this is not a Christmas piece of music. Oh, the boss has just walked in. He's giving me a look. What are you doing doing Christmas? Um, but it isn't, it isn't really, is it? Because it's, it was only in the 1970s that this was uh, whipped away by a member, some member of Emerson, Lake and Palmer. You know of whom I speak, Greg Lake. And uh, he put it into his, um, his tune, didn't he? So here we go. You know, you know of what I speak. This, of course, is the Lieutenant Kije Suite from um, Prokofiev. And you know the one. It's a troika, isn't it? It's about horses and snow and it's about a horse-drawn sled. So it's, 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 it's not really to do Christmas because just because it's snow, it doesn't mean it's Christmas because in Australia they don't have snow, do they? <laughs> I'm trying to dig myself into sort of dig myself out of a hole here because I'm still doing the Christmas thing. But, you know, why not?
Oh, just great, isn't it? Orchestra Symphonique de Montreal under Charles de Troyes. Gotta love a bit of French, even if it is Canadian. <laughs> I love that piece of music. Who doesn't? It's so evocative. If you're of a certain age, which I most certainly am, and so is the boss, you can't not hear that without thinking about that song, can you? But hey-ho. Um, was it, what, what was the programme where you say, and now for something completely different? Monty Python. Monty Python, thank you. See, the boss would know that. See, the thing about Monty Python is, I'm, I'm going into one now about Monty Python, because it, it used to be on the telly when I was, again, of a certain age. And you go into school, and I think, I think I was in the sixth form when this was on at the time, and of course all the lads would be raving about it, and all the girls would be thinking, what, what, what was it all about? And it was just, to me, even now on, you know, on rare occasion, I'll sort of catch bits of it because my son's like it. It's like, really, I really think it's a bloke thing, Monty Python. It really is. And the boss is shaking his head. Is it not, uh, not a bloke thing? Oh, I'm just looking at your shirt. Blessed are the cheesemakers. That was a Python thing, wasn't it, from the life of Brian? Mm-hmm. The boss is wearing a shirt saying, blessed are the cheesemakers. That's the film where she goes, he's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. <gasps> yes. Mm. Anyway, so um, going back to it, the Python thing, it, all the girls are going, what, what? And all the blokes are like, you know, crying, laughing. We just didn't get it. Anyway, let's, let's go, let's, let's do some flowers now. Narcissus. <laughs> Ethel, Ethel Burke, I can't remember his name, I'll tell you in a minute.
Ethelbert Nevin. That's why I couldn't remember his name. All I could think of was Ethelbert Humperdinck. What was his name? Engelbert Humperdinck, but not that one. Ethelbert Nevin from Water Scenes. And that was Narcissus. And it's quite a sweet little piece. And a bit, another bit of whimsy, don't you think? Artem Balugarov was, was playing that on the piano for us. And it's so lovely. But I just think Narcissus, it's such a lovely little piece of music. And Narcissus are cute little um, flowers, aren't they? They look like tiny daffodils. And yet when you think of narcissistic disorder... <laughs> And we've all met those people, haven't we? We know who we know of whom you speak, Denise. Yes, we've all met one or two, haven't we? Um, but uh, yeah, but that's that's a cute little piece of music. So the boss and I were just having a chat about whether or not Python was a girly thing or a bloke thing, but it was mostly slapstick. Who was? It, I didn't know there was a girl in Python. You said there was a girl in Python, Chief Carol, somebody. Carol Cleveland, Connie Francis. Yeah, Connie Francis, and yeah. And Carol, and Carol Cleveland. Never heard of those. It was Connie Francis, wasn't that who John Cleese ended up marrying? Okay. And then divorced. Well, and then divorced, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember any women in that programme. I just remember going to school the next morning and the boys all just parroting, literally, probably the dead parrot sketch, uh, just rabbiting through all the stuff that they'd heard the night before and everyone else just like, yeah, right, okay, moving on. <clears throat> Shall we have a minuet? Why not?
play that, do we? That's a bit of Puccini there, and that's um, three minuets from him, but that's just only one of them, the number one. Because <laughs> you can't play all three of them. Well, you could, but I haven't. And the Stuttgart Arcata Chamber Orchestra was conducted by Patrick Strubb. Now, this piece of music, I often say, <clears throat> don't I, and then I deny that uh, violin music is not my favourite. And it really isn't. I'd much rather have a piano, but goodness me, you can't knock Nicola Benedetti and you really just have to listen to this and just adore it. And it's, it's a piece of, um, it should be sung, really. It's an aria, but uh, Nicola does a fantastic job, backed up by the Scottish Chamber Orchestra, of this bit of Vivaldi, Nulla in Mundo Pax Sincera.
Nola and Mundo Paxinchero, there is no peace in the world. And you have to think with what's going on, they might be right in that instance. But I do find that a bit of a strange name for that piece of music because it is beautiful, isn't it? And it does feel quite peaceful in its own way. So maybe that's what Vivaldi was trying to do to bring some peace into the world with that gorgeous piece of music. Piece of Boccherini now. <laughs> I always think Boccherini it sounds like a sort of pasta, doesn't it? Anyway, um, this I know. Talking of pasta, it's food, isn't it? I'm sure Tesco's have used this on the telly for one of their ads.
Oh, it's quite sweet, isn't it? The Europa Galante, conducted by Fabio Biondi. What a lovely name. And uh, they, they throw a little few flourishes in there, don't you think? <laughs> lovely string, string quartet in E major. Uh, everybody knows that one, don't they, by Boccherini. Just very, very good. And I decided I'd have more quiet stuff tonight than, than usual because normally I'm sort of ripping all the, the, the quiet stuff out at the end. But today I have kept it in because... Because I just want to. Don't stop me. It's my show. <laughs> this is another piece I had in last week that I had to, to pull out. And it is gorgeous. I mean, I don't sing um, soprano. I'm down in the basement with the other tennis because you don't have a voice this deep, do you, and sing soprano. I tell you what, the sopranos last night were sounding amazing. They were hitting some very high A's and doing a fantastic job of it. You've really got to come to the, the, um, the carol event on the 9th of December in the parish church, four o'clock. Five quid, kids free. I keep saying it. Um, but anyway, Ama Quinn. Oh, she wrote this herself in Paradisum. Just listen to this voice.
Oh, dear me, that brings tears to your eyes, doesn't it? Absolutely stunning. Ema Quinn there with her own composition in Paradisum. How does she hold that last note? Unbelievable. I couldn't reach that note if I was on a stepladder. Hey-ho. I'm talking about bringing tears to your eyes. I've just moved this piece up to behind it because I thought to myself, it, it was such a gorgeous piece. And this is, I know this is a show called Happy Classics, but sometimes things just move you, don't they? So here's one. Lacrimose, which of course is about crying. And of course, this is our last uh, Holy Trinity member. Beautiful piece of music from Mozart's Requiem. just gorgeous the Vienna Mozart orchestra doesn't say who was singing I'm going to say it was the Vienna Mozart choir I've never sung that piece of Mozart I would love to do that I must have a word with David Davis our lovely new MD 
persuade them that maybe it's a good idea to do that. We're looking forward to our next concert in um, at Easter. We're going to be doing Messiah, which is always uh, always very well received, isn't it? I remember singing the very first time I sang it, and uh, there's two choruses in there, isn't it? There's the Alleluia chorus that everybody knows. Da, 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 da. You know the one. There's also the Amen chorus. Now, the thing with the Amen chorus is, unlike the Alleluia chorus, which has got some words in it other than Alleluia, the Amen chorus has just got one word in it repeated. Yet yeah, you've got it. Amen. If you get lost in that, if you can't count like the very devil in that piece of music, good luck to you because you'll you'll end up just mouthing all the way through it because you'll never, ever pick it up again. Frightening. Anyway, we can all look forward to that one at Easter. I'll be telling you about it. Don't you worry. Here's a gorgeous piece of piano music now. Uh, modern composer Alberto Giroli and I've played this one many a time no ex- no no apologies for playing it yet again because after having had uh, there is no peace in the world and lacrimosa because we're all booing our eyes out we have to remember that you know, there is a lot of lovely stuff out there and Alberto reminds us now with this piece of piano music Tutto es bellissimo everything is beautiful
Oh, gorgeous stuff. That's one of the pieces of music uh, where I put both of my headphones on because normally I sit with uh, my left ear uncovered because I like to hear what's going on outside. I'm a bit sort of, you know, well, I don't know, a bit weird really, but I don't like having my head totally covered and I don't like having both my ears in my headphones. So, uh, But there's a couple of pieces of music and one of them is that where I really have to just put the full effect of that music straight into my head. Just beautiful. Now, this is a bit of John Rutter. Yeah, mm, it's that time of the year, isn't it? Getting there now. We're only about, what, now two hours, two hours and ten minutes from December, so I'm going to allow myself a proper carol now. <laughs> and the boss has zipped out, so that's okay. It's just you and me. No one else is listening. It's okay. So we are going to be singing this one on our lovely carol event on the 9th of December. This is the Seventh Choral Society because I know I've been banging on about it this evening, but you haven't got long now. It's only a week on Saturday and then I'll, I'll, have, to, I'll have to drop the subject. <laughs> and not least because I'll probably lose every listener I have. Um, but this is a gorgeous piece of music. I love John Rutter at Christmas. He is Mr. Christmas, is he not? And uh, Alan Jones is joined by the English session, oh, try and say it, session orchestra. Easy for me to say, not. And Libera, who are um, a young male voice uh, ensemble, aren't they? And this is just beautiful. And we'll be singing it. And you can join in a week on Saturday. How do you capture the wind on the water? How do you count all the stars in the sky? How can you measure the love of a mother? Or how can you write down a baby's first cry? Candlelight, angel light, firelight. Light and star glow shine on his cradle till breaking of dawn. Gloria, Gloria, in excelsis day, angels are singing, the Christ child is born. And wise men will kneel and adore him. Seraphim around him their vigil will keep. Nations proclaim him their Lord and their Saviour. But Mary will hold him and sing him. Candlelight, angel light, firelight and star glow, shine on his cradle till breaking of dawn. Gloria, Gloria, in excelsis Deo, angels are singing. 
falsetto there at the end by the wonderful Aled Jones, the original Walking in the Air you know that one, I haven't played that today but rest assured it'll come up sometime next month which of course starts tomorrow oh dear 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 well I think we're down to our last piece of music and as usual I have done far too much chatting not going to hear it all but that's okay because we've had such lovely music tonight and if you've managed to stay with me the whole two hours, I'm so grateful for your company. And I really do hope that you'll join me again next Thursday for more Happy Classics. In the meantime, we have the Song to the Moon, normally an, uh, an opera piece, but we are going to enjoy Yo-Yo Ma and Eric Jacobson. And they're going to do an orchestral version of it. It's been arranged for cello. So do enjoy this, a bit of Vorjak to end the night. And uh, hopefully I'll see you next Thursday. Good night. Thank you. 